Hello and welcome to it. How in the world are you? Good to see you. I mean it. Man, it was uh, been a long time since. It uh, feels like a long time anyway since we've seen each other. And you look great. I mean that. You look great. Did you see where China has released images that they left their flag on the moon? A couple things. A, way to be late to the party. Only by, what, 50-some years. Second, uh, the moon is ours. You know that. We know that. Don't be trying to think that just because you got your flag there that you're part owner of the moon. No, it doesn't work that way. The moon is ours. What I really want to have happen is, say, Elon, Jeff, Richard any of our space flight heads to send a ship up to the moon and bring it back just to say, Oh, did China leave a flag on the moon? We need to go up and get it and bring it back to them. That would be awesome. You and I both know it's not going to happen, <laughs> but we can only dream. Welcome to chewing the fat. <laughs> as we're talking about space i see where we are going to be swallowed up by a black hole <laughs> you can write your own jokes go ahead it's fine don't worry about it so um apparently we have found the um, giant black hole it's called sagittarius a it's a huge black hole in the middle of the milky way now the earth is going to be sucked into this black hole and just ripped apart. I know. <laughs> I know. It doesn't sound like a fun thing. And they've just found out that it's a couple thousand years earlier than when they had originally thought. Back in 1985, it was thought to be 27,700 light years away. Well, well, amazingly, science is was wrong and is reconfigured. It is now 25,800 light years away. So, we're probably good, you and I. Our grandkids, probably good. After that, who knows? We don't know. Maybe they'll reconfigure it next year and it might be right around the corner. We could all be dead. It's just a thought. Just a thought. I doubt it's going to happen. Relax. I probably... I wouldn't worry about it. But it's possible that scientists could... You know, back in 2020, we thought it was going to be 25,800 light years away. But it's only going to be until tomorrow. Now that would not be good <laughs> that would not be good and don't forget we talked about last week about the Inuit people that are saying that the you know the skies have moved and the earth has wobbled and we're looking at different lights and I mean we could be on our way to getting sucked into that black hole as we speak I doubt it but it's very possible and we talked last week about the different monoliths that are appearing around the world. And apparently one has appeared in downtown Las Vegas now. So you can't have, a mon you can't have monoliths appearing around the planet without one appearing in Las Vegas. And oh my gosh, there you have it. Uh, I mean, it's been, uh, we had one in uh, California. We had one show up in Romania. We had the original one, or at least the one we think was the original one, in Utah. And now we have one in Las Vegas. So, does it mean that the aliens are here? Sure. You know what? Yep, that's what it means. Or it means that Vegas is just dying for tourists and figures, hey, this is a good way to <laughs> bring some people in. So, let's put one up in Town Square and say we've got a monolith show up too. A mysterious monolith has showed up in Las Vegas. Come and see it. Hey, did you know that 
salads at McDonald's has been around for almost 30 years. <laughs> Me either. Uh, I didn't realize they were around for 30 years. And uh, to be honest, I don't think I've I've eaten at McDonald's a number of times. This may come as a surprise. I think we all have. I think we all have eaten at McDonald's, uh, you know, multiple times in our life. I don't think I'm going out too far out on a limb there. But the salad at McDonald's, according to the stories I was reading, they've been around for almost 30 years. Incredible. Incredible. So for the last nine months during the, you know, pandemic, uh, McDonald's salads have disappeared. Gone. And they haven't returned. (laughs) And it doesn't look like they're going to. Now, because of the pandemic, McDonald's has, you know, simplified, quotation marks, simplified their menu. And it's helped speed up their service, according to McDonald's. And they have declined to comment on the future of its salads, but said that we're actively exploring opportunities to bring back missing menu items in new ways. Are ya? Are ya? Now, they did bring back, you know, or brought to light the Bacon McDouble. Uh, apparently, they brought back the vanilla ice cream cones. I didn't know those were gone, but I guess during the pandemic, um, they were. And those are, that's not a bad deal. If you want to just hit a quick ice cream cone for, you know, a buck and a quarter, pretty good deal. Sometimes they're 99 cents, but usually now in today's world, you know, you get a McDonald's um, cone, buck and a quarter. It's a good deal. Just a quick drive through ice cream cone at McDonald's on the way home. Not that I've ever done that a million times, but uh, for a buck and a quarter. And then they have the chocolate chip cookies. And of course, they have the spicy nuggets now and the McRib. So, those items, the Bacon McDouble, the Vanilla Ice Cream, the Chocolate Chip Cookie, the Spicy Nuggets, and the McRib, along with the Bacon McDouble, it seems as though McDonald's has parted ways with the salad, doesn't it? (laughs) Now, what's what I find funny is the headline is, uh, and... It hasn't really had any big effect on McDonald's. What? People aren't clamoring for the McDonald's salad? Get out of here. I won't hear of it. <laughs> now nah, we'd like to have it. We, we would like to have the salad back, but we can't. Man, we just can't. It's the pandemic and we just can't. You understand. Can I get you a bacon McDouble? How about you, sir? Yes, you. Howard Farley, how about you? Would you like to do that? <laughs> would you like a bacon McDouble? I don't I think Howard would take anything. Howard is a an accused drug kingpin from Nevada from Nebraska. Now he has evaded authorities for more than thirty years. Now, how did he do that? Well, in nineteen eighty five He was indicted for allegedly running the Southern Line, a railroad line used to move narcotics throughout the U.S., okay? And out of the 73 people busted in the case, Farley was the only one who was never caught. Just went on the lam. Have a nice day. And how did they never find him? Well, he assumed the identity of a baby who had died in 19. 1955. This was in 1985. Okay. Now, incredibly, (laughs) I mean, it was a baby who was born in Lake Worth, Florida in 1954, died three months later. Wow. Now it came to light because the government received an application for a passport renewal in February using TB's name, date of birth and social security number. Investigators found the death records for that person and discovered that TB's social security information wasn't registered until 1983. Unusual for someone born in 1954. So he had already obtained a passport on three separate occasions. 
and it was never picked up on in March of 87, October of 98, and October of 2008, right? So for every 10 years, you got to renew that bad boy, and it was never picked up on until now. So, and I love how the story, he even used the fraudulent passport to travel to Vietnam in 2018. And you think, well, why is that part of the story? I don't know. Of course he went to Vietnam. The lady that he lives with is a Vietnamese woman. Okay. Now, that woman has lived with them since 07. So, in 2018, I guess he went to Vietnam. I don't know if he was looking for a new woman. I don't know what was going on. But he was living. (laughs) And then they checked the fingerprints, and it was confirmed that it was Farley, who was the person wanted in Nebraska since 1985. Sooner or later, man, sooner or later, they catch up with you. He had a driver's license. He had a pilot's license. He got passports. He was doing okay. He was doing okay. Now he's 72 years old. He's getting arrested, getting broken down. I mean, at 72, aren't you just, you're like, yeah, I got you. Now, they got him for passport, a passport fraud charge. I don't know, are we still going to go after him for what he was indicted for in 1985 or is time out on that? I don't know, because they're they're talking about 10 years as far as the passport fraud charge goes. But I don't know if the indictment from 1985 still holds up. Maybe it does because he went on the lam, so it gets put on hold. I don't know. If If you're a criminal attorney, let me know. It's not in the story and whoever did the story should have looked into that but why would they when they're just copying pasting information but i digress so we also got news uh, that jeffrey epstein is alive (laughs) i know i know you're thinking wait so did he kill himself or did someone else kill him in prison well the answer to that is no one killed him in prison He's still alive. He was spotted in New Mexico. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. There was a clip posted to the YouTube channel ABQ Raw. And who doesn't subscribe to ABQ Raw? The narrator suggests Epstein could be seen in a red truck near the fence line of the property. The driver rolled down the window and had a striking resemblance to the recently deceased Jeffrey Epstein okay so it's got to be true if it was on ABQ Raw and the person resembled Jeffrey Epstein got to be true and uh, Sarah Gellin who was the you know second in command under Ghislaine is uh, back in the news and she's saying hey 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 uh no i'm not a monster who helped him attack others um i've been made out to be such a monster but it's not true it's not true and he's it's not me i'm a victim of jeffrey epstein too i was raped and abused weekly and now i'm married to a nascar driver and i'm living a nice life and i did nothing to do with it okay it's just not me it's it's maxwell who was in trouble she was the you know the person not me so don't come after me go keep her in jail <laughs> okay no problem no problem sure your slk designs office was at 66th street address with long ties to the epstein sex ring but you had nothing to do with it we believe you hey so how is president-elect joe biden doing how's he doing because i know that he you know it's been a couple weeks now since he broke his foot or injured his foot i know the test results said that uh he had hairline fractures of his lateral and intermediate cuneiform bones, which are in the midfoot for those of you that <laughs> you know that don't know. <laughs> and uh, it was anticipated that he's going to have to re- wear this walking boot for 
several weeks. And then there was pictures of him kind of walking on it like you wouldn't walk on it. I don't know. We'll see. But I missed. So part of the Jake Tapper interview with with he and uh, Kamala, vice president-elect, uh, I, while I didn't listen to the entire interview, and darn the luck, I, I wish, wish I would have now. And it makes me almost want to go back and listen to it. Almost. Uh, he talked about his injury in that Jake Tapper interview. And he said, what happened was I got out of the shower. I got a dog and anybody who's been around my house knows dropped little pup, dropped a ball in front of me and for me to grab the ball. Oh, man, I might have to go back and get the audio to this because it sounds like it's going to be a Joe Biden explanation. And I'm walking through this little alleyway to get to the bedroom. And I grabbed the ball like this, and he ran. And I'm joking, running after him and grab his tail. And what happened was he slid on a throw rug, and I tripped on the rug he slid on. That's what happened. And, oh, man, uh, not very exciting story. Well, it was if you're the dog. Uh, he's got two German he's got two German shepherds. He's got a the younger major and an older champ. Oh good. And they lived in Washington with them already. So they're just they're used to living in Washington DC. They're going to be bringing those with them to the White House and a cat now that they saved for this is a CNN story. Now they saved the cat story for an MSNBC exclusive. But uh so he gets out of the shower and he's naked and the dog is there and drops a ball for him to play with Uh uh-huh and he bends down to grab the dog by the tail no wonder the dog was running away (laughs) uh no thank you uh no i've been uh, around you getting out of the shower before it's time for me to go So that he's chasing after the dog and trips on the floor mat. Okay. All right. You got it. No, really. We believe you. You know, for years, we've heard that it's important to have diversified portfolios. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, that kind of thing. But if you ever looked at a breakdown of the most successful portfolios you typically see a diversified set of a real estate. So why isn't it one of the first asset classes you consider when you're looking to diversify? Well, it hasn't been available to investors like you and me until now, thanks to Fundrise. Fundrise, F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E. They make it easy for all investors to diversify by building your portfolio of institutional quality real estate investments. So whether you're just starting to invest in real estate or looking to add more, our friends at Fundrise have got you covered. Here's how. Fundrise is an investing platform that makes investing in high-quality, high-potential real estate as easy as investing in your favorite stocks or mutual funds. Whether you're looking to add stable cash flow via dividends or prefer long-term growth through appreciation, Fundrise has got you covered. To date, Fundrise manages more than a billion dollars in assets for 130,000-plus investors. And since 2014... The Fundrise platform has averaged 8.7 to 12.4% annual returns, and investors have earned more than $79 million in dividends alone. Fundrise's team of real estate professionals carefully vets and actively manages all their real estate projects, and with their easy-to-use website, you can track your portfolio's performance and watch as properties across the country are acquired, improved upon, and operated via asset updates. Start building your better portfolio today. Get started at fundrise.com slash Jeff. Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink as it is anyway. Oh my gosh. That's so good. 
So people are all wound up at Netflix because they won't add the disclaimer to The Crown. So apparently they were urged last week by British Culture Secretary Oliver Dowden to add disclaimer calling the show fiction after the drama's fourth series. And Netflix said, "Mm, yeah, you know what? No, we have no plans to add a disclaimer to The Crown. Um, It's clearly a work of fiction. It's always been presented as the drama and just that, a drama. We have every confidence our members understand it's a work of fiction that's broadly based on historical events. And we see no need to add a disclaimer, which is kind of weird, actually, because, you know, Netflix bows down to almost everything. Almost. Almost. And, you know, why not call it a work of fiction? I mean, they guessing they want you to kind of believe that it isn't a work of fiction. One would think that, even though that's not what they said. So, if you're a big fan of The Crown, which I have, I've really tried to be a big fan of The Crown. And I just, I don't know why, I just can't get into it. And I love the royal family. I love the whole thing. You know what, I'll try again. Just between you and me, I'll try again, okay? Because it's on its fourth season. I mean, that's that's some good streaming time. That's some good binge time there with The Crown. So, I'll try. I promise I'll try to get into it again for those of you that, you know, want to get into it. Okay, fine. I'll try again. And I I just, I don't know, there's something there. Something there that's, that's missing for me, and I, I haven't figured out what it is yet. I also saw where Penn & Teller now are doing a master class on, yes, you guessed it, magic. <laughs> kind of cool. I mean, look, those master classes, I, if you're looking to get me a, guess, a, a gift, go ahead and get me the master class pass. Go ahead. And just give me the, the all-you-can-eat pass for master class and just let me dive in. Because some of those guys would be great to hear from and learn from no question about it i mean be be fun and the pen and teller magic class might be really fun and informative and you could learn something learn a little extra magic in your life everyone everyone could use a little extra magic in their life that's why you need the pen and teller master class as they teach the art of magic it might be worth it, you know, just for fun. And the big news that my son was all wound up about uh, is uh, Floyd Mayweather has decided that he's going to fight Logan Paul. <laughs> just incredible that this YouTube douche gets to fight these guys. I mean, good for him. They're making big money. And he's, you know, good for him. And there's an early pricing paper i told my boy if he's gonna if he's gonna watch want to watch the pay-per-view get it now because the early pricing is like 24.99 and that's the deal that's a good deal i mean not really but that's the price because it goes all the way up to like 70 bucks in february uh when the fight is and i would say uh new to that uh that's way too much money to be paying for uh for that i don't know what all the undercards are gonna be so you know it would be worth Twenty four ninety nine to catch some of the undercard fights and the Mayweather Logan Paul fight. You know the exhibition round, right? Undefeated, twelve time, five division boxing superstar Floyd Mayweather. Fifty. I can't even say his name right. Superstar Floyd Mayweather, fifty and zero. I hope. Just, you know, I'm not a big fan. I don't want anybody to get hurt. I don't want it to be an ugly thing. But it would be a real shame if Floyd Mayweather just took out Logan Paul and made Logan Paul just part of the mat. Wouldn't that be fun? (laughs) Yes, it would. (laughs) Yes, it would, my friends. Yes, it would. So we've talked about, uh, also, as long as we're in the break room, we might as well uh, get Phil Collins back in it. Remember, we talked to you about uh, the wife's uh, claims that he was uh, 
uh, you know, he was not showering and he was impotent and, you know, so they were, you know, all wound up his, his attorneys and Phil was all wound up about his, you know, Hey, I do too wash. I'm very hygienic and my mental health is fine and strong. Okay. And, and I'm not, I'm not impotent. I'm Phil Collins. So his attorneys got it thrown out. It's not going to be part of the case now of their, of their divorce case. I mean, she's looking to get all kinds of big money from Phil. He's already given her a bunch of money. She's, she's living in one of Phil's houses in Miami with her new husband saying that, oh, you know, it's my house. I'm just taking over. Now, Phil tried to kick him out. They wouldn't leave. So now apparently they've reached an agreement that the couple will move out in January. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't want you to have to look for a place over the holidays. That would just be horrific. Right? Right. Now, according to her, Phil was supposed to give her half of the new home and $20 million. And, you know, she's, she's I mean, they're all, I mean, look, if your dad and your husband is Phil Collins, right? I mean, he's paying the bills, clearly. That's the deal. I mean, Phil is, you know, he can't stop the money from coming in. And so, you know, I get it. But at some point, Orianne has got to give up the ghost. She's not going to, though. She wants that money. And good luck getting it. So apparently, she's going to have to sit for a deposition now. But with COVID and everything else, good luck that happening for a while. Hell, if I'm her, I don't even move out of the house. I'm just saying, ah, you know what? I said I was going to move out in January, but I can't now. It's COVID, and I know you want to sell the place, but I just I can't right now. Later, later we'll move out. In animal news, I see where the house passed a bill, you know, the Carol Baskin Tiger King bill that would ban big cat ownership. And the legislation is going to address the trade and ownership of big cats. That's kind of cool. And Carol's been after that act for a long time, the Big Cat Public Safety Act, passed by 272 to 114 vote. It would ban the private ownership of big cats like lions and tigers. Uh, okay, uh, good luck. And then I see, as I read that story, oh, she's happy that uh, you know it's finally coming up for a vote. It's a decades-long effort. It's going to end the abuse of cubs and private ownerships of big cats. And they don't know what's going to happen to the bill in the Senate. I do. Bye-bye. Uh, we're not going to tell people what animals they can and cannot own. But then I see where one of the Baskin's big cat rescue people uh, Candy Couser is his name, and there's a, is her name, and there's a picture of her there at the old Carol Baskin's Big Cat Rescue. She uh, she's been volunteering there for you know a little over five years, and she was busy doing her little volunteering work at the Big Cat Rescue, and was off to feed the tigers, <laughs> and she decided that she was going to go feed Tiger Kimba, and there's little Kimba. Hello, hello, who's a cute little Kimba? Come here, Kimba. And apparently uh, she reached in to unclip the cage because the cage had been clipped shut, which according to Baskin is the universal signal not to open a gate. You don't open a gate without the coordinator coming to assist if it's clipped shut like that. So, I guess our girl Candy was uh, saying, I don't need, who need, I don't need the supervisor, the coordinator. I don't need that. I'm just coming to feed the little Kimba cat, you know. And so, when she stuck her hand in there, Kimba decided to, uh, you know, your arm looks a lot like food too. Nearly tore it off. Oh, I mean, they're, they're saying it nearly tore it off. I don't know. It sounds like it was really bad. They said that the uh, other staff members rushed to her safety. They pulled her away. They used a belt as a tourniquet, then packed her arm in ice packs to try to save it. It did not sound good. It did not sound good at all. Now, the volunteer has said, don't let anything happen to the cat. It was my fault. 
okay. Well, now the cat is, you know, in quarantine and locked away because this lady stuck her hand in there and said, here, here's some food for you. No, not the arm. Not the arm. I mean, serious business. Where in the with those big cats, I mean, even Carol Baskin has said, uh, this can happen in a blink of an eye. Duh. Duh. Maybe, uh, you know, look, I, I don't want to tell people they can and cannot own what they want to own. You want to own a tiger, you go ahead and own a tiger. You want to own a lion, go ahead and own a lion. You want to own a leopard, you want a leopard out in your backyard, go ahead. But you be responsible for it. And if something bad happens, it's on you. That's how it's supposed to work. And do I want the leopard running around the backyard (laughs) of my neighborhood? Not really. I mean, you know, my kids are outside in the backyard. I don't want the leopard jumping over the fence in the middle of the afternoon going, Hey, thought I'd stop by for a little snack. I don't necessarily want that to happen either. One more animal story. Remember, we, I mean, I've talked to you about it here on Chewing the Fat uh, since the beginning of the, uh, you know, the lockdown that animals were going to start taking over cities again. And we did stories where animals were coming into the cities and starting to take over stuff. Well, in the UK, they're still a little, little wound up and they're saying, uh, we're taking it over. In the beginning of the lockdown in, uh, in the UK, in a North Wales community, when the lockdown first started happening these sheep came down into town because there was no traffic and no people and they were just eating people's hedges and eating their gardens and taking over and they're not leaving i mean not now there's no there hasn't been a lot of people around so now people are all excited because they found the sheep inside a hotel the sheep figured out how to open the doors of the hotel, how to go inside. Apparently one sheep at least knew how to wait for the hotel to show or for the elevator to show up and was riding up and down on the elevator. So just be careful. The animals could still take over this. These wild animals taking over cities is not over yet. Vaccine or no vaccine, animals are still taking over. new story from Operation Varsity Blues. Yeah. Nice. Operation Varsity Blues. So apparently, uh, Lori Laughlin is, uh, you know, she's still struggling in prison, we know. Uh, She's got a few more days left. You know, she's going to be out by Christmas. Predicted here on this show, she'll be out by the 18th of December. Promise you. That's a, the 18th. Didn't we, if we go back and look at the calendar, the 18th is a Friday. I'm telling you, I know Christmas is not a Friday, but they're going to want to get her out before Christmas. I'm telling you, she's out on the 18th. Anyway, uh, now that Felicity Huffman is back doing her, you know, we told you that she's back doing a comedy show and she's back to work. And now everyone's saying, well, will Lori get back to work? Are they going to welcome her with open arms when she gets out of prison? Ooh, no. Uh, According to insiders, going to be a more difficult road for Lori than Felicity. I know. I know. According to the insiders, Felicity um, just wanted to do the right thing. And she's not taking her new comedy gig at ABC for granted either. She's grateful that there is work available for her. (laughs) She felt remorse about her actions from the moment her crimes were revealed. And the pain, not only in her professional life, but in her personal life. Oh, okay. So, Laughlin, on the other hand, um, pleaded innocent for 12 months. And they finally gave in to their legal situation and admitted that they paid college insider Rick Singer five hundred thousand to get their daughters. This is about this is about rich people. <laughs> okay. All right. It's about public perception, my friend. Okay? And it's about uh 
how they handled the situation and wealth and power. And so now, according to this expert, the expert recommends that both women do an interview where they, you know, apologize and tell their side of the story. I disagree with that. Maybe Felicity gets away with it. Lori, no way. No way. Lori needs to do an interview. I'm sorry. Cause there's no way she comes off looking good at that. Don't do it. I, she, Lori, call me when you get out on the 18th, call me because that's a bad move. Just keep your head down, get a gig, find some place that, you know, will give you a job. I know you had the whole deal with uh, the Hallmark channel and you probably, it's going to be a while for them to get anything going for you again, ever, but you can do a, a show that will end up on the Hallmark channel that kind of opens the door for Hallmark to say, see, see, everything's fine. Come on back, but don't do the come to Jesus interview on ABC or any of those networks or 60 minutes or any of it. Don't do it because you're not going to come off good. It's going to come off as Lori wealth and power and the kids are still out there and life is not going to be good. It's not going to be good. So it's just my, just my chewing the fat advice for Lori, which she probably thinks she doesn't need, but she does. And just don't do the interview, Lori, get out of prison, enjoy your family, that it's all cleared up, get every, get your parole out of the way, get your service hours out of the way, and then get back to work and put this, put this, uh, scandal from Operation Varsity Blues behind you. Oh man, do I want to let that whole thing play? Speaking of getting a gig though, today's the day for those of you listening live to the podcast. Uh, chewing the fat, which you should be a subscriber to, by the way, if you're listening to this show right now and you're not a subscriber to chewing the fat, uh, what are you doing with your life? Don't answer. Don't answer. Just know that you're, you know, you're a freeloader and nobody likes a freeloader. Okay. But if you subscribe to the podcast, then you become a freeloading subscriber since it's free to subscribe to this podcast, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And everybody loves a freeloading subscriber. So don't you want to be loved? Of course you do. So subscribe to Chewing the Fat. It's just that simple. And you might as well go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher as well. Follow me on the social media accounts, you know, Twitter, at JeffyJFR, Facebook, Instagram, parlor jeff fisher radio just come along for the ride it's all good you might as well just become a follower and a subscriber and your life will be that much better for it okay now what i was saying is if you're listening live today on the 7th of december 2020 which is a day that will live in infamy um 79 years ago today pearl harbor was attacked wow i mean it's just World War II was in full swing. Anyway, uh, holiday dream job. Uh, we find out today whether I get the gig. I am excited. I wanted to see if I'm going to get the gig and watch, you know, watch all the movies. I get to pick 25 movies to watch. They're going to pay me. I get to review them. They better pick me. That's all I'm saying. They better pick me. Reviews.org. Better. Better be picking two in the fat. Because if they don't, <laughs> there's no telling what could happen. It could get ugly, though. I'm not promising that it's going to get ugly. I'm just saying that it could. It could get ugly. And for those of you listening to Chewing the Fat in California, wow. You are in another lockdown right now. I mean, California is in a huge lockdown there's, you can walk in the park, but a walk in the park with your friend can't happen. All right. So you can walk by yourself. 
Grocery stores, bodegas, and other retail operations must cut their capacity to 20%. The sale of food, beverages, and alcohol for in-store consumption prohibited. Uh, no on-site consumption of dishes or drinks at restaurants. You can The restaurants can still serve takeout and delivery meals and cocktails. But bars, wineries, breweries, closed. Wow. I mean, when the, according to the California plan, the, and I think this holds true to many places, actually, when the intensive care unit capacity in a region's hospital network drops below 15%, lockdowns kick in. And it kicks in for a minimum of three weeks. So that's science, right? Right. It's all about science. So don't kid yourself. Okay. Now look, for those of you that are thinking to yourself, well, we saw the lady complaining about the restaurant and the film industry. Do they get shut down too? No. Okay. The county health departments have responded that unlike diners, film crews are regularly tested for COVID and must follow other strict health practices. So zip it, okay? Don't tell me that they've got some special thing going on. They don't, okay? Well, sure, well, maybe, I mean, sure, they have a special, you know, permit from the governor and the, the mayors to shoot their films and be together, but it's their own little bubble, and they get regularly tested, Not like you, dirtbag, owning your own restaurant. You don't get tested. The people coming to your restaurant, we don't know if they get tested. So they can't come to your restaurant. Okay? And don't even talk to me about why the movie industry is so much better than you. You already know the answer to that, don't you? Yes, of course you do. Okay, so don't... Talk to me about how mad you are and how devastated your small businesses are and you're going out of business and people aren't working and don't have unemployment money. Zip it, okay? The ICU capacity is below 15%, so stay home and don't let me catch you in the park with your friend. Got it? Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. for pot smokers. Uh, The House, the United States Congress, voted to federally decriminalize marijuana. Marked the first vote ever of its kind on a federal level. Wow. They voted, they passed a measure that would decriminalize marijuana use at the federal level. So 228 to 164 was the, was the vote. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) we shall see how that works out for everybody i know they just make it legal it's stop it nobody believes that it's the gateway drug anymore although it probably is so just take it easy okay you dope heads (laughs) that's not you know unless they do it all you know wait when joe biden gets in don't worry i mean president-elect when he takes over it'll be fine we'll all be friends we'll all get together it'll be a wonderful thing and we'll just be able to get high and be friends and it'll just be well gosh it'll just be wonderful won't it i mean we just want to we just want to get together and be one United States don't we I think we do we do although making the rounds this weekend on social media was a big list of things that is going to be difficult for Trump supporters conservatives Republicans to get past you know because I know that you know the Democrats while one hand saying uh sit down and shut up and zip it the other hand is saying we want to come together and we want to we need to reach across the aisle and we need we need to reach out to all americans and come together well at least that's what you know president-elect 
I hate saying that, Joe Biden is saying. But this list uh, making the rounds this weekend on social media kind of goes against that. It talks about uh, tolerating Obama for eight years and uh, never calling him not my president, never harassed and attacked Obama supporters. And when you hear Joe Biden saying, let us all be a United States again, huh? Because for the past four years, Democrats have gone scorched earth at almost every turn. I know, look, normally I don't talk politics and I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I read this list and it's been in my head now for a couple of days and I, I, I got to share it with you just so you know that it's out there. And if you saw it, I'm not going to, com- you know, oh, I'm going to comment very little on it, but I just want you to know the list is out there. And it's a reminder of some of the things that have happened the last four years. So if you were thinking to yourself, you know, it's starting to make sense that we should be a United States again. And I get it because I'm with you. It sounds good. And it, you do want to be the United States again. And we still are technically the United States. I get it. But we are more divided than ever. You know that as well as I do. And, you know, as I said, for the last four years, they've gone, you know, scorched earth at almost every turn. And according to this list, uh, you, meaning the Democrats, have salted and poisoned the fields of America, and now you want to grow crops. The problem is, 72 plus million of us have memories longer than a hamster. I don't know that I would make that all 72 million, but okay, I'm with you. We remember the Women's March, vagina hats and all, the day of the inauguration. We remember the four years, that's been over four years ago, that's amazing that stupid woman's march wow and that was the day that was the day i was doing a broadcast live when it was happening and i was trying i was very disappointed i didn't get an opportunity to talk to share because share was there and we had a reporter there my man michael pelka was there reporting and he was trying to get share for me and it never happened maybe it was his fault and the list goes on we remember the woman's march vagina hats and all we remember the four years of attacks and impeachment based on heresy and no evidence of illegality. We remember not our president and the resistance. We remember Maxine Waters telling us, uh, follower, telling her followers to harass us in restaurants. We remember the president's spokesperson being kicked out of a restaurant simply because she works for the president. We remember hundreds of Trump supporters physically attacked. We remember Trump supporters getting doxxed and fired from their jobs. We remember riots and looting. And by the way, that doxxed and fired from their jobs may actually happen again. <laughs> That's good news because they're, you know, creating those lists. But hey, let's all come together. Uh, we remember a comedian holding up the president's severed head. We remember a play in Central Park paid with public funding showing the killing of President Trump. We remember Robert De Niro yelling F Trump at the Tonys and getting a standing ovation. Well, he still is, that guy. We remember Nancy Pelosi tearing up the State of the Union address. We remember the totally in-the-tank mainstream media who repeated the Trump colluded with Russians lie daily for more than two years. We remember politicians and media repeating Trump said white supremacists are good people and Trump is a racist lie ad nauseum for four years. We remember the nonstop live fact-checking on our president and his supporters that was consistently wrong and or dishonest. We remember nonstop in-your-face lies from politicians and open cover-ups from the media. We remember the president and his staff being spied on illegally. This is all stuff that, I mean, this is just an incredible list. We remember five senators shot on a ball field. We remember every so-called comedy show turned into nothing but a Trump hate fest. We remember 95% negative coverage in the news media while Trump achieved some of the best results on record for the American people. We remember the state governors asking and getting everything they asked for and then blaming Trump for their problems. We remember a Trump top aide verbally assaulted in two D.C. restaurants. We remember people banging on the Supreme Court doors. We remember an all-out blitzkrieg of pure lies and slander about Brett Kavanaugh as members of the media and senators who were in the Democratic presidential primary tried to completely destroy his life. We remember that we were wrongfully called every name in the book by the intolerant preachers of tolerance because of our support for President Trump. We remember being told that Trump supporters would be ineligible to serve in public office and that we should be sent to re-education camps. We remember all of that. 
so this list goes on and this list ends with my friends will remain my friends regardless of their political opinions and positions but a party that has been on the attack for four long years does not get a free pass with me that's what the note says when they say it's time to unite and then they say feel free to copy and paste so it was making the rounds all weekend and someone you know obviously copy and pasted it so i could see it and i did and i wanted to share it with you because you know this stuff we are supposed to forget and maybe we should maybe we should but you know it kind of feels like we should doesn't it it kind of feels like we should but then you know we get the story where the first you know christmas star in nearly 18 800 years will be visible the christmas star in nearly 800 years is going to be visible this year it's it's amazing right i mean that's jupiter and saturn align really close in the sky and so that when you look up at the sky with your naked eye they almost appear to be colliding which gives you what is referred to as the star of bethlehem or the christmas star so maybe that's a sign that we need to you know i don't know get back to that christmas star feeling (laughs) and remember what christmas is actually all about and remember that it's going to happen on that week of Christmas, when we're all supposed to be in the mood and staying home, and being with our families, and probably many states will be still be on lockdown, and look up at the sky and see the Christmas star and think, well, maybe we do need to just get along. And then again.